Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com Giants reporter. And we're here with the quarterback episode. And it's the quarterback episode because we have questions about the Giants quarterback, both for this week when they play the Miami Dolphins and for the future. So we're going to talk to 98.7 ESPN New York morning host Dave Rothenberg. And me and him are going to go back and forth on some of the options, right, of what the Giants can do at quarterback. Some big names uh, are at least expected to be in the uh, open market potentially this offseason. So, you know, we're going to go over the possibility of those or what we think about uh, the potential of bringing some of those options in and what, what really the Giants can do with Daniel Jones. And uh, I, look, I've been, I, I've, been, I've been pretty open about this. I've been the man. I've been the conductor driving the train this year. I got that the little conductor hat on, and I'm saying, choo-choo, let's go. Come on, get on board with Daniel Jones. He could do it. He just needs the right people around him. I think, look, can he, do I see a top five quarterback? I've said this a hundred times. The answer is no. Do I see around the top 10 guy, to a 10 to top 10 to 15 guy, a guy that can be good enough if you have the right team around him? Like, remember the previous quarterback, Eli Manning? That's what he was. I know a lot of you don't want to hear it. For most of his career, he was a top 10 to 15 guy who could then take it up to another notch at points into a top 10 guy when he needed it. Uh, do I think that's out of the realm of possibilities for Daniel Jones? I do not. Are there things that concern me? Yes, there are. But let's just, let's, you know, put one thing on the table here. This narrative that you, the lazy narrative that you hear about, Oh, he, he, the, the, the turnovers, he's still turned the ball over too much. Go look at the turnovers, okay? Go look at his turnovers this year. Go compare that to every other quarterback in the league. He's not a high-rate turnover guy. I think he was like fifth or sixth fewest out of the starting quarterbacks that essentially have started a handful, at least a handful of games. So it's not like he's turning the ball over at a crazy rate anymore. He has improved that. He's playing with an offensive line that's bad. Now, has he played great? Absolutely not. He needs to play better. Now, the question now right now is whether Daniel Jones could even play this week. All right, so I'm taping this on Friday morning. And as far as I know, as far as, you know, the people that I talked to, I talked to people yesterday about the Thursday practice. Apparently, he didn't take a lot of reps at practice on Thursday. Mike Lennon got most, if not all, of the first team reps, which usually is a pretty good indication they're planning on Mike Lennon starting. Now, there's still a chance, from what I understand, that Daniel Jones can get cleared and start. And then that would, you know, they don't need Daniel Jones to practice a ton in order to be ready. But it's usually a pretty good indication the guy that's starting or taking the reps on Thursday and Friday. So as I sit here on Friday morning, say it's probably 70%. That Mike Glennon starts in an outside shot that Daniel Jones can still play. Crazy story this week with the Carpenter of the Mar one of the Maris sons. A Carpenter that's friends with one of the Maris sons put out a tweet that said Daniel Jones is injured, which was correct. He might not play this year, which at the time was a concern, you know, and uh, they're not going to tell you that. And then all of a sudden the uh, the friend or the, the, the client of the Carpenter deleted the tweet. Uh, but a couple hours later, 
Comes out Daniel Jones has a neck injury. Now, he moves moving all right. He looks like he can move. question is whether he could take hits, whether he's cleared for contact, whether it's safe for him to go into an environment where we know he's basically going to get smashed, which is essentially what's going to happen if he plays on Sunday. I almost said Monday. <clears throat> now, I don't love the Giants this week anyway. And, look, if you follow me, you follow the bit, my little bit about finger on the pulse, uh, stamp of approval. I, 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 there's been three times this year where I've, I've, I've gone out. Look, I have to make a pick every week. Okay. I stink at picks just like everybody else. You know, if I was any good at it, you know, I'd be rich and living in a nice warm climate, tropical climate, have multiple houses, but I don't, I'm just a guy who's sitting here in front of a microphone in his closet that, uh, the microphone, by the way, is they're propped up on three suitcases. And I'm sitting on a chair that's made for toddlers, okay? So that shows you what my picking prowess is overall. But this year, I have, like, I make a pick every week, right? We have to submit a pick at ESPN every week. It goes in a file. gets published. <clears throat> Most of the time, I don't feel very good about it. I don't know. You, you just make a pick because you have to make a pick. But three times this year. I've liked the Giants, and I've come out, and then I, I basically promote my pick on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, and that's my stamp of approval. Like, I gave it the other day. Like, I, I, I felt that the Giants were going to win against the Eagles, and they did. Got a little lucky, but hey, sometimes you need a luck. Or earlier in the year, I gave it the uh, the finger, my finger on the pulse. That's when I, I, everybody, here's what happens. Everybody, there's a recency bias that goes on. So... The Giants had won two out of three. I said this last week on the podcast. They win two out of three. They lose on a Monday night in Tampa Bay. And all of a sudden, the opinion of the Giants, the narrative around the team is that, oh, they're terrible. They look how bad they were against the Bucs. Well, they played the Bucs on the road, okay? They're not going to win that game 95 out of 100 times. They're going to lose that game 95 out of 100. They beat the Raiders. They beat the Panthers before that. They lost in Kansas City on a Monday night as well. Like, they're not... They're not that bad. They're not good, but they're not awful. But the narrative goes, oh, they're awful. They're terrible. And the Eagles all of a sudden had won a couple games. And all of a sudden, oh, the Eagles are great. They beat the Saints, right? Uh, they beat the Lions. They beat the Raiders. Uh, okay. Is anybody, any of those teams great? Like, so, yeah, the Eagles were playing better. But they're still not a great team. They're an average team. So an average team and a slightly below average team, the idea that the Giants had no chance at home, to me, was silly. So I just played the odds. But the bit of stamp of approval. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to run with this as long as it lasts. Okay? And I'll have some more for you. I'll have some more finger on the pulse or stamp of approvals when I feel good about something. But what I don't feel good about is that this is the week. The Giants go on the road, go into Miami, get some Miami team that's playing well, and goes in there and pulls off an upset or whatever. So I'm laying off this game. I'm not, I'm not giving it the stamp of approval or the finger on the pulse or whatever other shtick I could find and think up next. So if you have any ideas, by the way, throw them this way because I got I to gotta come up with one for the, for the next time that I, that I feel really good about the Giants. But it's not right now. It's not this week. Not with Daniel Jones, Nick, being a concern. Not with Kadarius Tony, almost certainly not playing. Sterling Shepard. We'll see. Kyle Rudolph, we'll see. Not that I, Kyle Rudolph moves the needle for me at all. 
at all. Terrible signing, by the way. It was just a, a poorly thought-out move by the Giants, especially when they found out about his foot injury. But overall, I mean, if I had a pick, and I did, I picked again. I think I picked the was Miami, something like 27, Giants 19. I think that's what it was. Miami 27, Giants 19. Uh, that would put them at, what, 4 and 8? And... We're sitting here and we're discussing what the heck is this franchise going to do at quarterback moving forward? Is Daniel Jones still the best option? I think so because he's cheap. They would have a lot of they would have uh, a lot of resources in the draft to rebuild that line. Phil Edge rusher, put all your resources to the basically those positions. You go out and get a big quarterback like a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, whatever. The Giants are already kind of cap strapped for next year. You're not going to be able to give them an offensive line. So then, what are you doing? Forget Aaron Rodgers. The window's so small there. Like, when are they going to be able to rebuild the offensive line for these guys if they go with those kind of moves? So ride it one more year. Keep building around Daniel Jones. And if it doesn't work, the next year, you'll two years down the line, you'll be in better financial position to make a significant move. Not ideal. Would be ideal if they were in prime financial condition this year when there might be some really good options on the table. But for me, I'm on the Daniel Jones bandwagon. I'm driving it still. I'm driving it. He's played some bad games, but he played well early in the year. Just got to keep him from getting shell-shocked and panicking. So put my conductor hat still sitting on right here. Choo-choo. Let's go. But let's check out what Dave Rothenberg thinks. On to the next one. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. All right, let's bring in Dave Rothenberg, my guy, big Giants fan, host of DiPietro and Rothenberg in the morning, big time now on us, went big time. Dave, welcome back to the show. This might be the first time since you, you've gone big time and you're, you know, a duo basically national style show uh you know you don't just you don't just do local anymore i mean do you feel big uh we're we're big uh i was just a guest on the morning show nationally kjm and now i'm coming on this this tremendous podcast but let me just say this jordan uh i will never be too big to join you or 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 having you want me and or need me i'm <laughs> always here and always will be here for you and for the Giants fan. And uh, you know that's vice versa, obviously, as you realize by calling me at, uh, you know, anywhere from 530 in the morning to 730 uh, without, you know, pre any pre-warning. But yeah, you know, I'm there for you as well, Dave. I'll take it. Thank you, George. <laughs> well, let's get into it because we haven't talked to you about the Giants in a while. I want to see where you are, where you're at. Uh, first, let, OK, I want to know how you do this these days, right? You need to keep track of all the games. Right. But you obviously need to watch your Giants. Sure. They stink. We could agree on that. Do you are you still watching every single minute? And how do you pull it off by while watching all the same? Don't don't lie to me. No, are you, I would are you flicking the channel every once in a while 
and, you know, catching the other stuff or how do we make this work? All right. So I'll let you know. I'll bring you behind the behind the curtain. And it's nothing I'm not I'm not, you know, um, I'm not splitting the atom here. Uh, So I don't know if you have direct TV. I have direct TV. Okay, And they have a uh, channel where you can watch every game at the same time. It's like miniature miniature games, every game at the same time. And you're right. I need to watch every game. But my primary focus is always going to be the Giants. So what I do is I put that channel on. Mm -hmm. It has a, you know, one o'clock, say eight games at the same time, little mini games. And you can choose the audio of the game that you want on. I always put the audio, always the audio goes on the Giants game. And I focus most on the Giants. And then I also peruse the other games in between plays with the Giants. But the Giants are always the priority. They They're getting smashed 40 to three by the Rams. Yeah. You don't cheat. No, um, I don't cheat. Uh, I wish, I, I wish, in fact, maybe I would, but no, <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I've told you this. I, I love the Giants are part of my, my fabric, my being. I love them. I, I take it personally. Um, when they're good, I, I revel and I, I love it when they're bad. It, it physically pains me. So uh, I don't cheat. I never would. I'm very loyal to the Giants and they are my first and, and true love when it comes to the NFL. They're sitting at four and seven. <laughs> yes. Is there even the slightest bit no. of you? No, no, no. That wants to believe no. that anything no. can come of this season. No, I, I said this because on my show, which is. I agree with like, you. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm right. No, it, it, they're not good. So, we, we, so the Giants are four and seven. They were three and six going into that Monday night game uh, against against the Bucks, right. And we had a lot of people that called my show that said, why, you know, if they win this game, they're right there. And I, and I, I, it, it's so frustrating to me, Jordan. I say like, what is the matter with you people? How many times do you have to watch them fail before you say it's not going to happen? Jordan, <laughs> they're lousy. They're they were 11 a and a half point underdog, Dave, 11 they, and a half point people, underdog. Not it's like accident. people don't remember. It, it's like, you don't, do you not remember that you can't beat a good team? Do you not remember that the offensive line is atrocious? Do you not remember that there's all these issues? Do you not remember, do you not remember that last year you stunk and the year before and the year before and the year before? I mean, Jordan, they haven't, and I know you know this better than me. They haven't had a winning record in five years. Stop with the, and not that you've done anything wrong, but everyone else out there, stop with the idea that this is a team that has any semblance of a chance going to the postseason stop it yeah no i won't sell i won't sell that because i don't i don't for a second believe that like you said when they play a good team with a good quarterback and he has 17 seconds to throw it's going to be it'll be hard to stop him and win winning and win a game uh this is you get the quincy roche sack every once in a while but when you're counting on quincy roche it only comes once in a while so yeah i'm totally with you on that so where Let's go. Let's go through what we want to happen now, right? Yes. Dave Gettleman seems no. like this is a softball. Goodbye, right? I would have said goodbye years ago. <laughs> I would. I, I, let me go this far. I would have never said hello to Dave Gettleman. Okay, I didn't like that hire in the first place. Yeah, this is this is a slow pitch softball, like you say. Yeah. There, there is no. And I know the Giants. They want to do the right thing. So if it's him retiring or another job within the organization or he's got to worry about his health, whatever it is, fine, they'll play nice. But yes, in fact, he will 100 percent 
be gone. No one's believing that. If he retires, he's getting retired. Let's. That's the way it's going down. But I don't. I, mean, I don't. You care. know what? I, what, what, what how, however, you need to put the bow on this thing to make it look good, so he can save face. Do it. Whatever. He's gone. Next step. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was the second he said, I'm not taking any, I didn't, I told everyone not to pick up the phone when we were on the clock for Saquon Barkley, that I knew that this was going to be another disaster. That to me was the point where I'm like, wow, if you're that close minded on it, somebody wanted to offer you seven first round picks. You say, we're not picking up the phone. No way you're going to be successful. Uh, Joe judge back, want him back. Don't want him back. Don't really care. I know I, I care. I, I dislike Gettleman tremendously. I, I'm I'm what does that have to do with Joe Judge? Well, I'm just I'm just I'm just setting it up here. I, I tremendously dislike Dave Gettleman. I'm I'm split on Joe Judge and I and I, I change my opinion on him, you know, occasionally. Here's my take. <laughs> okay. If you're going to move on from Gettleman, the thing that makes the most sense to me is that you would, in fact, move on from the coach as well, and then you have it lined up, not like the Jets do, where they're staggered and the coach inherits the GM or vice versa, Mm -hmm. but you have the coach and the GM on the same page and the same regime and the same hire and all that kind of stuff. So that, that to me, is the perfect world. Do I, I, I don't think Judge is a bad coach. I don't think Judge is yet a good coach. I think Judge is kind of a work in progress as a head coach. I think they still play for him. I think that's obvious. I think there are games when I watch him, I think, you know what, he's decent. I think there are games that I watch him and I think he's he's not there yet. But that being said, if you ask me for the sake of continuity, for the sake of it makes sense to move on from both guys at the same time, yes, I would be inclined to move on from Joe Judge, move on from Gettleman, hire the GM, let him pick the coach for once and be in lockstep there. Yeah, uh, makes sense. I don't think they're going to do it, but it does make sense. So, well, let's go through the scenarios, okay? Okay. Let's rank them. What do the Giants do at quarterback? So, I'm going to give you five options, right? All right. Do I need to write this down, or you think I'll remember this, or you'll help me through it? I think they're they're easy enough for you to remember. Okay. Okay. There's... The trade for Russ Wilson, okay, we'll trade for the veterans. So we'll go yep. one by one. Russ Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Russ um, Wilson and Deshaun Watson probably will cost you your two first round picks. Right. Uh, well, so here's here's the thing. Wait, wait, hold uh, on. So those are the, those are the first okay. three options. All right. Okay. Four is you stick with Daniel Jones. He's not still on a cheap rookie deal. And then you use those premium draft picks and whatever money you do have, which isn't going to be a ton this year. Then you could pound the offensive line and add, add some pass rush, edge rushers, right? Or you can get a quarterback in the draft, crappy quarterback draft. Uh, but you start over, you get, you know, you're getting a new GM, you kind of reset everything. So those are the five options. Let's put the, let's put them in order. Okay. okay? Now let, let me ask you this. Is this uh-huh. what I would choose or yeah. what what I let's, what I choose to do? Okay. Let's let's say what, what would be your preference? Because you know, we'll, we don't really know who the GM is, so who knows what they're going to do? In that right. Regard. You know, you really can't. Anyone who's going to sit there and predict doesn't know Jack because. Uh, all right. This is a new can, GM. I'm, I'm I'm ready to play. Uh, number five is Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers. He's a legendary quarterback. Agreed. He's be not the move for them. Years old. Uh, I'm I'm not in a win now mentality. I it doesn't make any sense. That's that's five. <sighs> 
for now, I I need to I need a caveat from you. I need you to clarify a little bit for me. Okay. What what? Give me a scenario. Where are we with Deshaun Watson? Has he has he been cleared of his charges? Has he? Yeah, we're obviously going to have to go with you know he's cleared and he's you know cleared to play and everything because otherwise nobody's making any kind of move, right? And so, uh, all right, let's so, say he's in the clear, but this thing still, I mean, it did exist. So the right. perception of it's still uh, still there, no matter what. I mean, the Giants are knowing the Giants organization and even my own belief. It, it doesn't sit well with me. It's it's very disconcerting. I, I love the Sean Watson. That would be number four for me. It would just, be a I, tough I, move. I can't I can't move. see I can't see that you with open arms. You welcome in a guy that has an accusation of currently like 20 plus women saying that he's had sexual misconduct. So I, I can't do that. So that that's number four. Um, okay. So now we're down to let's reset. You got the, you got the draft. Yep. Stick with DJ Daniel Jones and, you know, pound that offensive line and pass rush. And then Russ Wilson. Correct. So those are the three left. Number three. And I think this will surprise you. And I don't think you'll agree is Daniel Jones. Um, Yeah. That surprised me. I definitely would not go Daniel Jones over draft, but okay. we, We continue to make excuses for Daniel Jones. Um, when I watch him, I see a very pedestrian quarterback and I get that the offensive line is not there, but I just, I'm not enamored at all with what he is. I think he's a mediocre quarterback. So that's honest. That's my, that's my number three, my number two. Now we, we are giving the remember, and you know, this Joe judge did not draft Daniel Jones. He inherited Daniel Jones. The yep. new GM will not be tied to Daniel Jones by any stretch. Maybe the judge and new GM combination of which he probably has a prior relationship and, and, and they get along is yeah, this is not a great quarterback draft, but we don't need this to be a great quarterback draft. We need one guy and there is one guy and we like one guy. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you who, because I don't know who that would be. But let's reset. Let's bring out our own quarterback and let's go to battle with a whoever, Matt Corral, who are, you know, a picket from Pitt, whoever that mm-hmm. happens to be. So that to me is number two. And then number one is Russell Wilson. Because now, and remember, and you're gonna have to trade legitimate draft capital for Russell Wilson. Absolutely, right? But he's a star and he's 33. And he says he wants to play till he's 40. And he so I, I'm gonna get seven years of Russell Wilson. And I have a second round pick. Let's say for argument's sake, I have to trade both ones, which is a fortune. But let's just say both ones. Yeah. I I still believe that a competent GM can fix this offensive lineup to make it decent to good. Because I like the left tackle. All right. And I have a sec a high second round pick. I have two thirds and I have two fourths. I'm going to rely that that GM can succeed in fixing the offensive line. And now I have Russell Wilson with Galladay, with Barkley, with, I mean, Slayton, with Shepard, with that embarrassment of Richard, with Kadarius Tony. Yeah, you know what? That's that's the route that I would go. That's my number one choice. The only knock on that, and I agree, Russell Wilson, great option, is money-wise, they're not in great shape. So they add Russell Wilson. It's going to be really, I don't know how they would do that in the first place, money-wise, but let's say they're able to do it. Then they're going to be restricted on what they can do on adding pieces. 
So for the next year, maybe two years, they're kind of cap strapped. And that's not ideal because we got to, they have to rebuild that line. That would be the only thing that concerns me. But I do like that concept of Russell Wilson. I, I probably would have flipped, like you said, Russell Wilson uh, one and Daniel Jones two, or maybe Daniel Jones even one because of the money situation, depending right. on how much it would limit that. Right. But, now, yeah. now I, I, will, I will say this. The ideal situation is you keep Daniel Jones. He's very reasonable. You hit home runs with two top 10 picks with Chicago and, and, and the Giants. And now, now all of a sudden, you, I mean, you, you go from, you know, a five or six win team to absolutely contending for a playoff spot if this quarterback is capable. Because there's no way you can't fix an offensive line with two ones, mm. a two, two threes, and two fours. So you should be able to fix the defense get a pass rusher, get multiple offensive linemen, have a quarterback who maybe possibly is good in Daniel Jones. That's the best option. Right. That's the I ideal situation. He, for sure. Yeah. That's the ideal. I just, I don't know if he's capable to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, that's the, the that's the, that's the real angering part here. The, the frustrating part is the general manager left us sitting here in year three saying, we still don't even know how good he is because we haven't, they haven't given him the full opportunity. And I, and I agree with you. He's probably more towards an, an average NFL starter, but we don't know that for sure. And that's just frustrating at this point. And it's, it's kind of silly, but I, and that's not going to change. I don't see how that changes at this point. Anything down the stretch that could sell you on Daniel Jones, you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, if he went out there and played great football, listen, what, what's so disturbing now is I, you don't even know if he's going to play, right? He has the neck injury yeah. and, and, and I can hear it already, right? The excuses built in because there are those people that think Daniel Jones is going to be good and can be good. I can hear it, you know, the neck injury, the offensive line, the injuries at receivers, the tight end is not very good, but at some point, and I don't know if we're there yet, I kind of feel like maybe we are, you have to produce, this is year three, but is there anything? Yeah. If he goes out there and he's really good down, like really good, which I don't think happens, but if he is, yeah, absolutely. You could sell me. Good for Daniel Jones is basically what he did at the beginning of the season. Like that's the, that's the ceiling with what's around him on the offensive line. That, that I think that good can be. So is that, is that good enough? Uh, probably not. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Dave, as always, my man, we will talk soon. Uh, you feel free. Wake me up anytime. I'm giving <laughs> you, you know, full carte blanche to make that call. You need me. I'm at your beck and call. 24-7. Uh, it goes both ways. Whatever you want me on this phenomenal podcast, I am I am able and I am willing, and I will talk to you, and we'll see how the end of the giant season plays out. Thanks, Jordan. That's why we love Dave Rothenberg. On to the next one. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, if you know me, you know that that Dave's my guy, right? I mean, I, I like going on their show. I like talking Giants with him. We text back and forth. You know, I give him the the down low on what's really going on in the organization. We have conversations about the Giants. If I need advice on radio, that's one of my go-tos. So Dave's my dude. Now, I'll give you this will be the Jordan on the beat portion of the episode where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants, work for ESPN, or cover the NFL in general. And if you have been listening to their show in the morning, they're 5 to 8 in the morning, super early, right? And to be quite honest, I mean, I'm a wake up at like 6.45, 7 guy, but I got two kids and, you know, stuff is hectic. So I really don't catch much, much of their show because by the time we have to go to the Giants facility in the morning, I mean, I'm not leaving usually before 8.30. So when I get in the car, they're already done. But Dave has decided he needed to call me on air to get information twice in what, the last two or three weeks. Uh, and uh, that's kind of what I was referring to before when I said, you know, that he's, feel, he's open to call me at any time. I will answer my phone for him. And I'll take you back, was it? Two weeks ago, before they fired Jason Garrett, it was the day they fired Jason Garrett. So they play Monday night in Tampa. And it's, what? Get back at the hotel room, 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning, right? Because by the time the game ends, it's midnight. You got to do interviews. The Giants take forever. Joe Judge takes forever to come out. By the time you're done and you're right and everything you do, so it's late. Super late. I go to sleep at 3.30. They want to know what's going on with Jason Garrett. So they wake me up out of dead sleep and... and He's like, hey, you're on the air. Like, and I'm picking up, like, oh, what's going on? Did they fire anybody? What happened? Did something go down? And then again, the other day, the Daniel Jones news comes down. I have an update that, you know, Daniel Jones might not be out. Like, that people might have jumped the gun on this one. That he's hurt, yes. But it might have been a jumping of the gun there. And that Daniel Jones does have a chance to play. And so, again, get the call at 7 in the morning. Now, I was up this time. But because my wife was a little under the weather, and so was my little guy, I decided, okay, I don't want to wake them up with turning the shower on. I went and showered down in my basement. So I shower, come back upstairs. Dave is calling me. My phone is in my room. So I'm in my room. My wife is under the weather. She's trying to sleep. I'm trying to pick up the phone. Yo, hey, what's going on? And then all of a sudden, hey, you're on the air. This is, uh, hey, Dave, what's going on? What's up with Daniel Jones? Like, Hold on, let me sneak out of the room. So these are the kind of, the, the kind of things you got to deal with. Now, you know, my wife and little man were under the weather. We've got a game in Miami coming up. The Giants are not going home. They're flying straight to Tucson, Arizona, spending the week out there, training out there, practicing out there, and then going to L.A. So a busy week of travel coming up. These are the kind of things. This is the, this is what it's like. So, I mean, my wife and daughter are actually going to meet me in Los Angeles. But if they weren't, this would be what you leave on Saturday and return the following Monday. So that's what? That's a nine-day trip to be away from home, leaving the wife and kids at home for nine days. Let me just tell you, if you have to leave your wife and kids at home for nine days for work, 
It usually doesn't go over that well, but the things you got to do. See, the things we have to do to bring you the information, the important information on this four and seven Giants team. These are the, the lengths that we go to, to to satisfy my, the not my fan base, the fan base, my audience, the sacrifices we make. I, and I, I kid, by the way. I know this is uh, hardly uh, a tough sacrifice going to. Miami, Arizona, and Los Angeles. Hardly. Hardly. I, I say that. Super tongue-in-cheek that, uh, you know, these are the, the links that I go to. Uh, so, you know, these are the kind of things. But this is the life of what it's like to be a beat writer or someone who covers the Giants or works for ESPN in general. So uh, we're going to wrap it there. Next week, I'm going to slip in at Giants After Dark, so make sure you fire me your questions. You know how to reach me. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email, TikTok. I'm on all of them. You can reach me there. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. I'm one of those people. I say that every episode now. I'm Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time.